Hello, folks. Let's talk at uh, a new week, a new topic. Chris and I are going to be talking about student life and all of the co-curricular experiences. Uh, Chris and I have worked in uh, community colleges for a number of years, and we've come to realize how important it is to move beyond the transactional element. If you know, student comes in, goes into the classroom, is done, leaves us. Chris, lead us through this conversation. I think we've touched on it over the last few months, but this time we're taking a bit of a different angle and a bit of a different and uh, deeper dive. Yeah, because I mean, I think when you're talking about these these different student experiences, whether it is an extracurricular type experience where they're involved in a club or organization or a co-curricular activity where they are uh, going out and, you know, doing essentially a field trip, uh, for lack of a better term, in a classroom. Those are memorable experiences. And one of the things that, that we've talked about both on the show and, and in person in private before is just the general idea of what sets us apart from everybody else. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, a math class here should be the same as a math class there and so on and so forth. But when you are starting to add some of these extra sprinkles in, it gives students a chance to take something away and, and make a memorable experience. And one of the things that I really like when we're talking about co-curricular experiences, especially, and, and I've talked to a number of instructors over the years about this, the common theme that I keep hearing over and over again is, one, it's reinforcing what we're doing in the classroom. And two, it's giving, you know, a little more credibility to what we're teaching in the sense that now students are seeing these things actually being applied in the real world. And, you know, that's that's really the piece that helps reinforce the in the classroom part. No doubt about that. And this is why the accrediting uh, bodies have also moved toward learning outcome assessments for co-curricular activities, right? Because you can, you can do the institutional learning outcomes, the general education learning outcomes, the college-wide outcomes, core competencies, whatever you'd like to call them, folks, uh, in your neck of the woods. Uh, but you can do that to reinforce what the student is learning. And if you've got topical uh, clubs, for example, you can do the program-specific learning outcomes. Um, so it is, it is out there, and it's not a gimmick. Uh, we also have the element of housing. What are we doing? Are we, just, are we a husbandry where we're keeping the people in, or are we helping in their growth? Are we not just creating uh, uh, fun activities, but how are we helping them grow as individuals and grow as learners and be more effective members in our society? What do you think about that? Do you agree with uh, my statements? How do you see it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about housing, you see this at, you know, especially the larger university levels where, you know, they'll even start going into the concepts of these learning communities and, you know, again, it's a topic you and I have talked about before, the idea that 
you know, oh, here's here's the welding house or or whatever, you know, flavor of, of housing that you want to have. But you're bringing these like minded students together where they're going to have some sort of facilitation that's going to run in addition to their just regular academics. But now here's a chance to get together as a group and and continue that study in their home location, which is is really great. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot of of academics moving in general to this sort of cohort based model where, uh, you know, you're, you're working together and you're learning together. You're helping teach each other under the, the support of your instructor, but away from that sage on the stage model. So, you know, I love that idea. I wish we had it. Uh, when you and I were going through uh, higher ed, uh, additionally, when we talk about co-curricular, we need to consider all of those various clubs. Most institutions have a bare minimum of a student senate, for example, or an honors program or Phi Theta Kappa or something of that nature in your two-year college. But in truth, you need more than those. And it's not just athletics, right? Athletics is one thing. Not every college has athletics, but it's it's one element. There's more to the co-curricular elements of an institution, like you said, creating that siblinghood among the students, creating those um, learning communities. Uh, but also, uh, student life is very important because it shouldn't just be about taking classes. It shouldn't just be focused on absorbing the information. It should be about the growth that you can exhibit. It could be about, or it should be, I should say, uh, about how you identify that peer that you're going to be, or those peers that you're going to be able to work with in the future. Maybe start a company. Absolutely. And one of the things that students are looking at, prospective students are looking at when they are looking at different colleges is what is my life going to be like when I attend this college? And this is an area, obviously, that that hurts community colleges a lot because community colleges, generally speaking, do not have housing in the way that a four-year university does. And a lot of people, you know, equate a big part of that to what student life looks like. But, you know, residential campuses invest more in student life uh, and, and they do things to bring students together. And when we talk student life, we're not just talking about, you know, some animal house kind of thing, but you know, we're talking about giving students these opportunities to enjoy their college experience, to find like-minded individuals, to to explore, you know, different interests that they have outside of the classroom. Thanks for dating us, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> with the, with a reference to that 1980s movie. Um, <laughs> but it, so with regard to... Um, institutions of higher learning, we focused a lot on full-time students. But there's more to it than the full-time students, especially when we're heading very clearly 
to the uh, that enrollment cliff within the next couple of years across the nation in many places it has uh, hit us already so how can we create co-curricular activities for the part-time students even housing how can we create housing opportunities for part-time students for married uh, or or students with uh, children and and family members right how can we create activities there especially when we're in rural america and there isn't a an urban center nearby or you're embedded in it that that you can rely on activities happening there those are exceedingly important and and you and i have worked in rural parts of the nation and and i think we're real from it yeah and you know the the reality is that you know, 35-year-old single parent may not be interested in the same things as that 18-year-old that is just starting their, you know, traditional college journey. So, you know, finding those things. And I think that's why it's really important, too, for instructors to build in some of these experiences in classes where, you know, we are taking students off campus to, a business to an industry or whatnot, where we're, we're getting the opportunity to meet people. And, uh, you know, when it's built into that class, it, it should conceptually make it easier for them where we're not saying, well, yeah, sure. Come back at seven o'clock for our, our game night or, or whatever. Um, you know, when you're trying to take care of your kid or whatnot. So, uh, but the whole idea is you're trying to show vibrancy. We're going to talk a little bit about more about this in the guise of of retention, in the guise of recruitment, yeah. uh, all of that. So if you enjoy programs uh, like Let's Talk Ed, you can go ahead and like us, like this video here on YouTube, ring that bell down below, like our channel. You'll Uh, Get notified when we post new content, and you can, of course, find us on your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.